Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bessas Hashem, Feedbacks and Insights, Share number 48. Sometimes we could tell how precious something is from the way there is opposition to it. And we could see how deeply precious and important Oina is, the physical union between a husband and a wife that brings about a deeply spiritual union, how precious that is in the eyes of Hashem. And sometimes you recognize this from the opposite. We see that Titus Harasha, who destroyed instrumental in the destruction of the second base Amigdash, he went in purposefully, he took a prostitute, went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, spread a Sefer Torah on the floor, and sinned with this prostitute on top of it. And as the Mepharshim bring down, I saw this in the Sefer Beloved Companion by Rav Feinhandler, but this wasn't Stam, a reckless, um, crazy type of act though it could be interpreted that way. But rather, it was calculated. And to explain that, we need to understand what the Chazal say, that at the time that there was Ali al-Regal, when the Yidin was Zaycha to come up three times a year, Pesach, Sukkot, Shuas, every year, to the Beis HaMikdash, and they opened up the curtains of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and they saw that the Keruvim, which were in the form of a zachar and a keva, male and female, they were embracing one another and intertwined with one another. And to show Klai Yisrael, look how beloved you are, like the special love there is between a husband and a wife. Because in truth, the zivig, a proper zivig, the physical union of a husband and a wife is one of the most deepest, closest connections that two human beings could have on this earth. There is nothing like it. And a little bit, we can get a glimpse to what it is to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is the why there were the forms of the Keruvim in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, on top of the Oren HaKodesh, the holiest vessel we have, because there is nothing inappropriate in a zivig between a husband and a wife when it's done properly. Chas v'shalom, there's nothing inappropriate. It is very special. It is Kedusha. And this is the concept that Titus wanted to destroy. He wanted to show, by doing this act, that there's nothing holy about a sexual union. There's nothing holy about a sexual relationship. And it has no intrinsic value. It's an animalistic coarse act, and that is it. That's what Titus believed, 
And that's what he emphasized. And because of this, he brought a prostitute into the Kaidish HaKadoshim, did a Misa of Znus Dafka there to show that just like a prostitute does what she does for animalistic purposes, without any pure intention whatsoever, purely animalistic and selfish, so too is with everybody, including every single Yid, that when they have a sexual relationship with their wife, with their husband, there's no difference between that and Znus. There's no difference between that sexual act and any other sexual act of two consenting adults that want to enjoy themselves. Sex is unholy definitively. That was Titus's view. And this that the Kruvim were embracing each other, that was sacrilegious in his view. That was the opposite of what his view is. You're putting, trying to place that that is a symbol of something that's holy or meaningful. He was actually mocking the Torah. He was mocking the fact that the Torah made a tzivoy, that there should be kruvim in the base Kodesh HaKadoshim, on top of the Aaron, and where this chiba expressed shows with this intertwining of them. And he did this on top of a Sefer Torah to show that there's no, no Kedush in a Sefer Torah either. And that's what it is. It's impossible. According to him, according to Titus, in his worldview, it is impossible that a physical, sexual relationship between a husband and a wife can be pure. Titus believed this, and that's what he wanted to dispute and refute, and that was symbolized by the act that he did. In truth, he was wrong. He is wrong. The union between a man, a husband, and a wife is not an animalistic act. It is true that that's the case even when they both experience a a physical pleasure and a lot of physical pleasure and they enjoy it very much physically, makes no difference. It is not an animal act. It's not a coarse act. Animals focus just biologically. It's in their nature. It's their bo- the bodily pleasure that pulls them to do this. Hashem put it in their system to procreate, to populate the species. But when they do it, it's purely animalistic, purely natural, purely teva. They know nothing about spirituality. There's no union of souls there by animals. But Torah teaches us that with human beings that is not so. With anyone that has a tzelem alikim, it's not so. With anyone that's a yid, certainly with a holy Jewish soul, that's not so. Because when done with the right intention, it's a holy act. And the Karuvim embracing is the rightful place it is to be in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That is exactly where it's supposed to be. And in order to attain that holy feeling during intimate relations, a person must feel deep love, affection for his wife and the wife for her husband. He needs to realize the husband. He needs to have in mind how his wife constantly does chesed for him and he owes her the world. And he wants to repay her and he wants to be mative to her. He wants to do good for her. 
and by being close in a real way. That's a true gift to her. To be close with her in a very profound way. Through intimate relations. Not to view your wife as a sex object. He views her as a human being with an ashama inside. And the whole orientation of this physical union is to give and to become one. We spoke in the past about receiving and expressing your needs. That's not a stira to this. And while it's true that some of the Chachamim in the Chazal, when you look up in the Gemaras, that they were very brief with the intimacy in the, with their wives, and they did it in a way that would decrease their pleasure, and, um, and they were worried that their, the physical pleasure would interfere with their Ruchnias, perhaps, or to lose the correct Kavona, perhaps, we need to know, and we explained this before when we talked about it, that we're not on this madrega, and it's dangerous to even think we're on this madrega, and we cannot practice those things. Instead, what's better is to concentrate on being marich and spending time more and to do the chesed for your spouse, for your husband and husband to wife, and if in that process, when it's done correctly, it's true that their needs are being met one to another, but the primary focus is not one looking at oneself to fulfill your needs, like we explained, but it's giving. It's giving and it's becoming one. And that's a very important aside to know. It's a very important aside to remember. With that being said, we explained before that there's an element of a marriage that is not that way, not fiery like that, but more like a relationship between a brother and a sister or a deep friendship. We could say possibly, according to a Pshat al-Berach Drash, that that's what Avram Avinu meant in a deeper way when he said, Imri no achoisiat, please tell them that you're my sister. We'll talk about this a separate time, that he asked please, which is a big lesson. This was pikuach nefesh. He could have told her strongly, you have a chiyav to do this. You have an obligation to do this. Apidin, you have to say, you're my sister. He could have said that strongly. But he didn't do that. And instead, he said it benichusa. He said it with a calmness and with politeness. Even though it was a chiyav on her to do. Please say you're my sister. It's similar to what it says, right? By, you tell your wife, Er Shabbos, Samach Lechashecha, right? You know, um, Isartem, Iraftem, did you do the Meiser, Iraftem, Hadlikos Aner, he says quietly. These are Chiyuvim, but you say it benachas, you say it with a nachas. That's what it means, Imri na, Imri na, please, with a neimus. So it should be accepted. And the oifen of asking, that's the biggest sight in marriage, to, to, to ask with a pleasantness, it becomes more accepted. And that's a very important aside 
to do. You see here, Mavis V'chaim Balad Aloshin, by the way, when it says life and death is in the hands of the tongue, and it brings down in Chazal's examples how saying something could cause life or Chalila the opposite. But it means also life and death, meaning in the sense of quality of life, of having good Shalom bias versus, um, as opposed to the reverse of that, is through the Loshin. And that's a big Yisaid. It's not just the nicer moral thing to do, to talk this way with a sweetness and a pleasantness, but it's also the smarter thing to do. But Akhapanam, going back to our point, what Avram was saying was as follows, the Noyim Elamelech, other Svarim bring down that when they went down to Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was Ervasa Aretz. There was a big uh, Ruach HaTumma in Mitzrayim, a real unpure atmosphere there. And when Avram was forced because of the hunger to go down to Mitzrayim, as he was getting closer and closer and closer till he hit the border, he realized that she was a Yifas According to those Mepharshim, it's, it's that he didn't notice it before, it didn't really pay attention to it before, but because of the coarseness and the impurity of the atmosphere of Mitzrayim, he recognized it. And therefore, he says, he need not, now I know that you're Yafas Taya, because till now I was on a level where that, 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 uh, that was beyond that level. But now that I came down to Mitzrayim, that physicality has an effect. And what did he say? He could say, but Derek is what he was trying to say is as follows I am your wife, but I want it to be. Kadosh, I want it to be Tahar. I want it to look, to look at you as a human being, not just in the physical sense, in the spiritual deeper sense. And over here in Mitzrayim, where it's Ervasa Aretz, where the immorality is great and the physicality is done in very negative ways, I need you to be to me like a choisiat, like a sister. Or like a sister, without that extra taiva there. And sometimes between a husband and a wife, those dynamics are important as well. In the Nida period, goes without saying, where they cannot actually be intimate with one another. And even when it's not the Nida period, in situations where they need to interact in ways that are seemingly less fiery, less warm, and nevertheless there's a deep love and deep friendship there like a husband like a, like a brother to sister, and that's an important dynamic in a marriage as well. So, basically, the lesson from here is, if you feel, if there is a negative um, chemistry between a husband and a wife, where the physicality is screwing up, is messing up the relationship, if the focus is just on taiva and nothing else, if it's selfish and not unselfish, then you have to go back. Let's go back. We're not ready to be husband and wife. Please, please say you're my sister. Let's work on deep friendship. Let's work on what they call platonic in these days, what they call a non-sexual relationship where you connect on a deeper emotional level before you get to that physical. It's very important not to mix it up because physical sexuality 
and physical intimacy is indeed extremely important in a marriage because it opens up a deeper spiritual dimension. But there is a sakana to it. And we need to make sure that there's never halila, a warping, a distortion in that physical relationship till it becomes something very unhealthy. And what a husband and wife need to do if it ever, ever reaches such a point where the ego gets mixed in and the selfishness gets in, it, it mixed in or you're thinking about sex 24-7, then you have to come on to the eights of imri na'achoysiyat. You have to develop that part of the relationship very well as well. That's very important to know. And for many chasan teachers, they need to understand this when they are explaining it to chasanim and kala teachers, of course, to the kalas, how to express this, their, their, this need to their husband. Very much, very often, a kala or a wife could be very, very hurt where they see a major change in the attitude of the husband between the time that she is available to him physically and the time when she is not. Yes, there are halachas, certain things you can't say, certain things you need to say more subtly. That is true. There's triggering. There's, you have to avoid triggering things. Also true, the halachas are to be kept. But at the same time, what people sometimes could make a mistake in doing is they mamash, like, switch a switch and sort of shut, shut themselves down for two, two, two weeks every, every month and don't interact with their wife at all don't engage in conversation, don't express love and appreciation, and there are kosher, healthy ways that you need to express love and appreciation in the Nida period as well. And that's very, very important. You could say that that's part of it too. At least be achaisi. At least be achaisi in the Nida period. Don't neglect me. Don't abandon me. Treat me like a human being. Treat me like I exist. Treat me like I'm important, that I'm chashev. That you could do 24-7 in whatever period you are in. That's the imrina chaysiyat. But at the same time, going back to the original part of this year, when the need period is over, then it is important to go beyond the achaysi level and to get to the true ishti level of a husband and a wife as symbolized by the Kruvim when they when they were embracing one another. Very big yesoid in life. And Bederach Remez, Ulai, Ulai, it could be that this is Pshat. People ask that question that's brought down in the Chazal that at the time of the, when the when, and during that time where the Eden were doing Averis and Hashem decreed that the Churban was to take place, then the Kruvim were, not, were turned away from each other. They were not embracing. They were far away. They turned away. Because they only embraced each other when they were doing the will of Hashem. But what happened was something very strange. During the time of the Churban, they were embracing again. And again, you have to see Pshat, could, could be in the first base of Migdash, whether there was an Aaron in the second base of Migdash, even if there was not an Aaron in the second base of Migdash, some want to say that there were separate Kruvim that, that Shloimah built on the side of the Aaron. 
That's the Kruvim we're talking about. But whatever the case may be, at the time of the Churban, the Kruvim again were embracing. And the Kshayla is why. Why? They were not, there was a Churban. They were getting, going into Gullus now. So the Bnei Yisachar and Adam Afarshim say, this is part of the din of Chayiv Adam Lifkaid Es Ishtay B'Shosh HaYotzeh Before he goes away, he has a Chayiv of Aina to spend time with his wife the night before he goes out on a trip. Same thing over here. Hashem says, you're mine. I'm with you. I have to do the Chorban. It's for the purpose of the Bayes Hashlishi that's eternal Be'ezus Hashem. And this is a tikkun, and it's all for good. But right now I have to do this. But I'm, you're seeing now that we're embracing the Kruvim were Mu'urim Zebezeh, because we are husband and wife. HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael is husband and wife. We're one. We're connected. You're just going Bederech. You're on the way. You're going to Golis. But you could also say it's symbolizing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to tell us is Keep this through your gullus. It could refer to, generally speaking, a havas chinam that will counteract the sinas chinam that is the main cause of our gullus, like the psicha in the Chavetz Chaim elaborates on. And Hashem is saying, you want to come back? See how they're embracing. See how they're mu'urim zemzeh. See the love between each other. That's what I want you to practice in your gullus as you go out. Because the quicker you start practicing that, the quicker you'll get back here, back to Yerushalayim, back to the third base of Migdash. But it could be not just Ahavas Chinam Bein Adam Lechaveiroi, it could mean Mamish Bein Ishle Ishtay as well. Hashem is saying that is the secret. The secret is, is Matoivu Oyalecha Yakri Mishkan Secha Yisrael, that when a husband and wife are Bikadusha with one another, and the Sholem, and Ahava, and Achva, and Reyes, and they work out their problems, and they work out their issues, and they become one. That's my gift to you in the Golis, and that's how you'll get back here. And again, focusing purely on the physical is very dangerous. We talked about that many times. But not focusing it on all, at all, equally dangerous, as we also spoke about many times. You have to just put it into balance, into focus. We're a guf and we're a neshama. We need the physical intimacy. We need that sexual aspect in order to activate, to get to, to the, for the souls to connect. That's the way Hashem made it. There's nothing to be guilty about. There's nothing to feel guilty about. It just has to be used the right way. Just like we explained in the past, we're tzniyas, being passionate sexually, one to another, husband to wife, wife to husband, privately, but Tznias. That's what Tznias is. And this is the symbol, what Hashem said. And this is what Titus wanted to uproot by doing that Misa in the Kayush HaKadoshim. That, of course, Bechitzainis, you could say he was uh, just a real filthy, filthy human being, which he was. And just like all the other enemies in Klai Yisrael that wanted to degrade us and did this in order to degrade us, that was true too. But on a deeper, deeper level, this was his kavana. This was his intent. There's no holiness in sex, period. Don't pretend that it is, is what Titus was saying. Don't say that there's any kedusha here. 
there's no difference. Every husband and wife, you want to say Kedusha, Kedusha, baloney, Titus says. It's like a Zaina, what I'm doing, on a Sefer Torah, all nothing. That's what Titus wanted to say. Klaisol tells Titus, nothing doing. That's not the case. It may look the same, Bechitzainius, you know, with a sexual passion, with the, 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 the enjoyment, physical pleasure, whatever it is. You may say, it's the same. It's different, like night and day. Because when a husband and wife does this together, privately, in their walls of their home, with all other aspects there, spiritually, emotionally, as Erlich Eden, there's nothing greater than that. And that will bring us back. That will bring us back. I, I, the house has to be built on Tyra. Yes. The house is built on Tyra and Avoida and Kamilas Chasadim. It has to be a house of, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in it. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says himself, how am I coming down here with the Torah and Avaydu Gemilas Chasadim? When the Shalom Benesh Ishtai. That's when I come down here. I'm in your Yud of every, of every husband. I'm in the hay of every Isha. And I want to come down here this way. That's what Hashem wants. May we all be zeicher to that, Be'ezus Hashem. And realize, work on ourselves both ways. The Yetzirah works both ways. It sounds crazy. We're in a crazy generation now. People overemphasize sex in, 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 in the most coarse ways. And therefore, there's a tendency to go to the other extreme and you have to be careful with that other extreme too. There's a way to act like an Er Lechayid. And there's things you're supposed to do and there's things you should do. And you should be doing with your husband, wife, together, privately. And that's what Hashem wants. And it's a Pesach, if done the right way, to bring a special Shalom bias and to bring uh, the Gu'ula Shlema. Bemheira v'yameinu amin.